This is a good one. We got my buddy AJ. We're going to talk mobile hunting gear. We're going to talk some scouting sheds and then an Ohio buck. So all kind of our core audience following. Uh, that, that's kind of our niche or our target. But uh, got some event details going on in this podcast as well with a uh, summer uh, film launch. And that, that'll be good. I found a solid shed last week. Dave found a, a match set. So I think a shed podcast oh, is in order at some point soon. So that will be good. But this one is an in-person, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I see if you're going to buy some custom gear, enter code WEXP at checkout. And then Patreon. Uh, we just uh, did a marsupial bino harness giveaway. The guy seems tickled to death. He just posted today. He got it. So next giveaway on there, probably going to be giving away maybe a Nomad Turkey vest if I can get my hands on one. I do have some uh, Nomad accessory type turkey hunting items, some neck gaiters, some gloves that I think I'm going to give away to a couple guys on there. And uh, yeah, appreciate those guys supporting the brand at a high level. And uh, like I said, we try to get back to those guys. I got a a mini scouting video to go up on Patreon on where I found that shed and maybe what's going on there. All right. Enjoy. Oh, I got you a koozie. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the new ones. Heck you, you yeah, heard, dude. Heard well, I was like, I'm going to AJ's house. I feel like that man of anybody uh, should get, dude, like, give a koozie. We've got too. a whole koozie drawer upstairs. Oh, I'm sure you got yeah. like a, a plethora. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. right. Well, I think I'm going to dive us in here. Go there. So, let's see here. Getting things started. This is Byron Horton. We are recording... In the, in the hometown, just in a different studio. That's right. Um, so I am at my buddy AJ's house, who lives very close, about 15 minutes away. Met him initially at the um, Mobile Hunters United Ohio show in Southern Ohio. And we kind of just kept tabs. And, and then there was a crazy event where you want a truck attack, which we may dive into at a different podcast. Yeah. Because I think that's a rabbit hole in itself. But uh, drives a real sweet truck, and then you and I just kind of hit each other up, talking business, workouts, bow hunting, ran into each other at ATA, and yeah, we were just like, dude, we got you're you're one of us. I was like, I need to be hanging out with this guy and talking deer with this guy. <laughs> well, dude, I, first off, I appreciate it first and foremost because I like saying that you know I'm one of you guys, man. I'm still trying to prove myself i still feel like i'm like a pup in this industry with everything going on all of that good stuff so i'm just honored to talk to you guys pick your brain you know figure out what your ins and outs are with deer hunting and sure. stuff like that my big thing is like always learning always learning oh right? yeah yeah and i would say i'm much in that evolution stage as a bow hunter but i mean you're one of the guys that you got a side hustle you like to work out uh, you, you you got a family life here um it just seems like you fit me, Dave, and the, the guys I run around with. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, like that's what. I, yeah, and and so we've we're been always kept, doing something. We're always, always busy. Got to be moving. Yeah. So so give us a quick breakdown. What you do for a day job? Yeah. Your side hustle. Yep. And and then we'll we'll obviously get into some bow hunting, but but those are a couple of things. Just give us a little one one of who you are, where yeah, you're from. Yeah, yeah. So the down and dirty is is that I was born and raised Grove City, Ohio. Uh, worked construction for nine years. Had plans to take over the family construction business. 
Um, things just didn't work out, um, which is fine because I now work for Noctera Brewing Company as a sales rep. Love what I do. I get, you know, they're basically paying me to go talk to people about really good beer. Mm -hmm. That's that's the cut and dry down and dirty version of it. And I mean, it's everything from one skosh above domestics all the way to the funkiest s'more stout, wheat, <laughs> mango, triple IPA and everything in between. And so I'm always learning in that regard. And then kind of the passion project that I have is my buddy and I started Jennings Java Coffee Roasters back in 2016 at Muskingum University. You went to Muskingum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Way. Right out 70. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my dad went to Muskingum. My, my grandmother's from Zanesville. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, the, the old adage is that we all made fun of while in school was the long magenta line. Mm -hmm. But then you graduate and everyone knows someone that went to Muskingum. And so it's hysterical in that regard because it, there really is a long magenta line. You can trace, I know, so-and-so's dad's uncle's brother's sister's cat went to Muskingum. Yeah. You know? Oh, that and, is cool. Yeah, yeah. And so it's funny in that regard. But neither here nor there. Uh, 2019 moved to our current location right outside of Berliner uh, Sports Complex, right on the edge of German Village, Marion Village. Um, as a wholesaler, 2020 happened. Uh, restaurants, bars shut their doors. We launched a bicycle delivery service as well as a permanent farmer's market grab-and-go style, mm -hmm. and then completely overhauled and revamped our online website, which I give total credit to Daniel because he basically self-taught himself how to finagle and work the website aspect yeah. of things. Um, but those three things just kind of culminated and manifested itself and became a, a beast, essentially. And now people want to come to us because we're unique in that regard and they're also guaranteed to leave with a coffee and a smile. That's yeah. what we do. Okay. And so that's the passion project. And then the the true love is is just getting outdoors. And yeah. just like that's where the bow hunting side of things came in. I wasn't someone that was born and bred a bow hunter. I actually spent most of my early childhood in the suburbs of Grove City. Same here. I didn't have a bow hunting yeah. uh, outdoorsy family by any standard. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, my cousins were all outdoorsy, but we never, we only saw them on like the weekends or, you know, a bonfires or whatever. But like they hunted, went down during gun season, did the whole thing with that um, and just slowly became enthralled with it. Uh, went to high school down south and started spending way more time and down more there because the I could drive. Of Ohio, yeah, sure. yeah, and I can tell you, I wouldn't trade my upbringing, my high school, for anything. Okay. Um, but then turned sixteen, cousin took me out. Super fortunate, first time out. Actually, uh, shot a small six point um, at sixteen years old. And then it kind of just became this whole obsession that it is now. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, dude, I'm bit with it. Yeah. I, I'm like, in that regard, I am 100% like you guys because I am bit with it through and through, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, in fact, you know, uh, we'll, we'll obviously dive into a story of an Ohio buck. I, yeah. I think a lot of our listeners and followers are from Ohio, so, so that'll be cool. The other thing is... Uh, Noctera, uh, anybody in Columbus that's looking for breweries, stuff like that, it's up in Powell. That's right. It's a pretty cool atmosphere vibe from what I can see from the website. Yeah. 
And the thing that like hooked me into why we're gonna do the film launch there was. Do you, you already know, tell everybody that, about this? We we haven't. I don't. There's no real details out. Because I'm stoked. Right, right, right. But uh, you were like, I was like, dude, like I'm not like a, a craft beer guy. I just like light beers. I yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, dude, we got you covered. In the summers, we got a few lagers. We got some shandies. Those we got, drop next week. We, yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> seltzers, and, and and you you even hinted that there's a Mexican lager, which I'm a <coughs> Modelo guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, if that's yeah. got some of the that's next that vibe. Week. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I uh, I got really excited to have the event in a place like that because uh, I do think deer hunters are, are traditionally lighter beer drinkers. Listen, born and raised, volume, bush right? light, yeah, coarse yeah, light, yeah. volume is a good way to put it. Um, you know, I can tell you without a doubt yeah. that I learned how to drink before I learned how to hunt, essentially. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, no, I totally understand where all of that comes from in that regard. But, you know, like I was telling you earlier, we've got, you know, the Hellas Lager, we've got a Mexican Lager, we've got a... Uh, summer wheat that is essentially a blue moon on steroids. Okay, sweet. Um, you know, we're launching, we'll have a total of four different seltzers throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, and then we've still got plenty of like the super crafty, crazy, wild beers right. as well. And but, we'll get into details around the event, probably end of the podcast. Yeah. Because no, you've no. got some, we've got a lot to unpack. Dude, today. I'm amped. We got, uh, I did want to uh, talk a little bit of like shed scouting season. I know you were out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We got, um, the fact that you went on a late late season bow hunt in Alabama, late season, but you had at your disposal all the custom gear, some XOP stuff. You essentially were in a parking lot of uh, you had the McLaren, the Lamborghini, and, and I don't know cars that well, but you had all the stuff there to test drive. First off, blessed. Second off, it was insane trying to figure out how I was going to piece it all together because yeah. it is it, it's your own puzzle essentially. Right, and I. And I even do test videos on YouTube, but I always caveat with until you've hunted with it, you mm-hmm. you don't fit. Yeah, you because there's something to an elevated heart rate, uh, sneaking into the timber. You know, there's 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 stuff that gets uncovered about a system. Yeah, when it's when it matters. Right. Um, you always see. I'm I'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole about guys one sticking and doing these crazy maneuvers, and I'm like, okay. Dude. That's a rabbit but hole yes. in itself. Yes, yes. We're going to talk that, and we'll talk a little bit of the event, and obviously your Ohio Bucks. So we got a few things here, but there's a couple nice sheds on the table. But I know, have you been out sc- scouting, shed hunting? Any off-season goals you're working yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So, um, very blessed to be able to hunt, uh, I'll give away Pickaway County. Very blessed to be able to hunt, pick, well, I'll even give it one step further. Pickaway Ross County border. Dude, you're very, a bold man. Very blessed. And so um, my brother and I, we went out I, you know, through social media, right? Mm-hmm. You see all these people and you follow the shed accounts and you're like, oh, deer dropping, deer dropping. Mm-hmm. Well, we went out, uh, went out a couple times last year, got two of the guys on the table, which we can talk about those guys, and then ended up going out um, once this year, late February. It was like mm-hmm. the last weekend in February and found my first rough break and i mean this i mean it took a chunk of this dude's skull out it did yeah. wow so we are looking at a uh, six point mainframe very uh 
a heavy mass, and it's got some kicker sticker guys going on at like the base of the brow. I love, I love the junk. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm an, I'm a Dude, this tier will be like a, a freak show, I think, next year. Oh yeah, I, I definitely think like, so. And then I, if you... one, I'm probably shooting him this year, just based on how massive this. Uh, <laughs> this so well, I did shoot a big six this year, but like, dude, yeah, you yeah, shot yeah. a stud six this year. Yeah, but like this is freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys probably can't see it, but the G2 on either side, probably two inches. From the G two on either side, yeah, real bladedish I mean, main beam yeah, effect. Going yeah, yeah, bladed, bladed's a good way to put it, but super thick. But once again, I'm always a junk guy, so I mean, there's definitely he's yeah, and this extra, is only gonna get more, right? Yeah, so he's got a good brow, he's got a kicker coming off of it, and then he's got one that's trying to come off of it, real tiny. But I think that'll blow up next year. Now, do you know about this deer? Like, were you trail camming him, seeing him? No, yeah, knew so, he was around. Yeah, so I do have some trail cam photos of him. Um, he definitely, both sides actually, I don't know if you can see it with us sitting here, but I mean, both sides, he sits super, super tall. Mm-hmm. He wasn't yeah. He wasn't a real, like, wide buck for mm-hmm. any in, in any regard, but I think next year, if he, you know, maybe adds another so that he's a, a mainframe eight, and then if he keeps that same mass, maybe gets a little bit bigger, he will definitely be on the shooter list for sure. Um, but went out early. Mm. You can't always go with what social media says, man. Because I, I, dude, I seen a buck five days ago. Still holding both sides. Still holding. And I'm like, this, I mean, this is insane. Um, but you know, for me, shed hunting, I just started getting into it. Yeah. Um, but where I hunt is a lot of set aside crp grass Mm -hmm. so generally and i mean if we want to talk you know strategy i'm by no means i mean i'm still green behind the ears with regards to sheds you've got a few nice bucks though i'm sitting here in the basement (laughs) just for the listener's sake i mean there's a couple nice bucks on the wall a couple uh very cool bucks actually that that brow's a hammer i mean he's got a damn 16 ounce coke bottle on his head uh (laughs) and it's split i mean yeah there's a couple real nice bucks here but um so you see, so yeah, I'm with you on the social media thing. I can't tell week to week if 60% of the bucks are shed or maybe 50. Mm-hmm. And I thought with the ice storm we got, that was going to send them all to the yeah. ground. And I don't know if it did. I I don't think Cause, so. Because literally five days ago, I seen a, a and then we seen a, um, in, a, in my group chat, we've seen three or four bucks within the last five days with either yeah. half sides or. Yeah. So actually what I'm going to do is, I mean, we're into March now getting towards the end of March, what I'm honestly probably doing, I thought about going out tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to wait one more week, and I'm going to get my brother, and I'm going to get my fiance, and I think we're going to do one last walk through. Because right. on that set aside, I mean, it, it's wide enough that you can kind of see 20 yards either way. Yeah. But, I mean, there are, there are highways of grass just, like, plowed down. And okay. so I'm hoping we'll be able to get on those and just go yeah. and walk and work our way through this because, I mean, it's brutal getting through there. I also think that with – do you remember when all that snow melted? Yeah. So where I hunt, there's a creek. And we've had a lot of rain, too, yeah. in the last yeah. month. The, and like, the river by me was as high as it's ever been in the three or four years. I've well, there. so when we went after that big snowfall – There's a little embankment with some trees, and then it kind of feeds back over. And I can tell you this, just from what I was seeing, if there was any sheds on that backside, it got wiped completely down the river. I mean, they are long gone, trust me. Okay. 
Um, are you scouting a little bit too, trying to maybe see where this potential Sixers running around looking, looking yes. for better stuff? So, fortunately, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Um, I had an area that I, you know, my family, when I was working construction, we did a lot of business for this older gentleman. Um, and he basically said, like, you know, you guys have done work for me. You guys are the only ones allowed to hunt, yada, yeah. yada, yada. That's the good news. Bad news is, is that I've got ag on both sides of me, mm-hmm. and it usually rotates yearly. Corn, soybeans, soybeans, corn, uh, whatever. So, so what does I'm start- the farm start to hunt 180 every what other I'm, year? Yeah. So what I'm starting to figure out, too, they're not betting on my property. They're mm-hmm. using that as a breezeway, as a byway mm-hmm. to get from one side to the other, essentially. I've got it pinned... I think right. You, we always we always think we got stuff pinned, and, oh, and yeah. then we get thrown but, for a loop, and there's nothing hmm. there. But I'm fairly certain there are two locations that are areas that I can't access. That if I could just walk it, mm-hmm. I it's one of those I feel like there would be four, five, six sheds in it. Okay, just from years yeah. past, yeah. nobody hunts it. No one's allowed on it, you know. And so I might might have to do a little sweet talking to the landowners and see if you know just let me walk it yeah just let me walk it that's all i want to do okay so yeah there i'm definitely tracking some bucks um you know i i joke hurtedly that last year not this year Mm -hmm. last year's hunting season was the best year that never happened for me there were Uh, i was i was on that on that property i was chasing three you may not want to say too much but Let's put it this three way. Good ones? I was chasing three shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no doubt, one hundred percent shooters. Okay. And we'll we'll just yeah we'll we'll let people think what they want about what a shooter is and isn't, but they were good deer. Okay. And both my brother and myself came up empty-handed, and it, dude, it hurt. Okay. It hurt, but fortunately, um, got back into it uh, this year. And got on a really, really good one. Yeah, you shot a good one. We're going to get to that, I think, yeah. uh, after we get through the Alabama uh, tour of mobile oh, mobile dude. gear. But I think that's a... Because our listeners, they're, they're the mobile crowd. And you had a very unique situation post-ATA in January, I believe. Yeah. That you were headed to Alabama with uh, Onyx and some other... Uh, Land Limited guys, I know we're, we're the production team, but uh, I, I believe there's a couple other people involved there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only we... watched the first ten minutes on YouTube. I haven't. I, I mean, are we cool name dropping? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, so it was Land Limited, Day Six Outdoors, okay, and Caitlin Mouse Outdoors, and myself, okay. and we all went down there uh, for Onyx to uh, do what we thought was a late season rut hunt. Mm-hmm. which quickly turned into a post-rut hunt. Mm-hmm. And the deer were complete, excuse me, completely different patterns from what we thought we were going down to. Mm-hmm. You want to get into that or the Toro Mobile Gear first? I think, I think the Mobile Gear <laughs> is something I want to I spend more time on than necessarily the deer hunting. Uh, no offense, I don't believe any deer hit the ground. No, 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 no. So, they, so I would rather spend time, if we're going to talk deer hunting, you put down a good Ohio buck. I'm uh, ra- very blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I would blessed. rather hear that story yes. than involves a buck on the ground. Yeah. But I think the cool aspect of that trip is Jacob was there, and I think the Day 6 guys also have some, some yeah. mobile gear. Yep, yep. But uh, I, UK, I met you at our, was it State? No, the Verizon store. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you were getting a phone. And I said, hey, I'm going to send you with my 1.0 with uh, my Kuyu frame on it. I'm going to send you with the XOP Ultra singles, which are new. You were familiar because your current system is full XOP. Is that, is that the, the new Vanish? Or yeah, the yeah. One? So it's the Vanish Evo and then uh, the standard mini, double, mini, mini sticks. Mini sticks yeah. from, I think, two years ago or one year ago? Two years. Would have been two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Single step mini yeah. sticks. So, so, so that you, you were coming from mobile hunting, but now you, you get to hunt for a week with a variety of gear. Yeah, so first off, I want to go on record by saying you will not find a better individual than Byron Horton because <laughs> there's not too That's many not people true. that would just hand over gear and say, hey, go put this through its paces in the swamps of Alabama. I, I Well, I, I was like, here, take take the Ultras. I said, here's a, a 1.0 setup with some double uh, custom gears if you want to try those too. Because I just, I, I, you are also doing me a solid with the, the film event. Oh, yeah. So I was like, dude, here, take some gear. But um, what, I guess, to kick things off, you got the, the XOP Ultras up there, coming from the XOP original minis. Right. Gotta think a significant jump. The drastic difference, the new way that they connect with the side-by-side -side rather than the stacking top-to-bottom, mm -hmm. it, it slims everything out. It makes it, you know, the whole goal with mobile hunting, aside from putting deer on the ground, is compactness and efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can kind of see, you guys can't see, but you can kind of see, looking at my XOP Vanish, that's actually how I ran it. So my sticks are just sitting on the seat itself. I rigged up the seat with some paracord so that that way it would sit like the lone wolf seats. And then I just kind of laid my sticks on top of it, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Whereas you look at what I'm running now with the .5 and the Ultras, because they stack, what would that be, horizontally, side yeah, by side? Yeah. Because of the fact that they stack side by side, I'm able to put those right up against my stand and then crank that in with the Lone Wolf uh, tie-down ports. Yeah. And... From there, I mean, it was, dude, it was game on. Yeah. I, it was so much more efficient. So, so I've done, I, I've done a little bit of Google researching on, uh, let's call it uh, functional weight carry and what, what what the term is. It's called force weight. Mm -hmm. But if you take a dumbbell, a five pound dumbbell, and hold it close to your chest where everything's compact, very easy to hold that thing. Now stick it, your arm fully extended. It's significantly heavier. or feels heavier. Your muscles oh, have yeah. to work a lot more. And that's called force weight. So sticks that even weigh a touch more, like the XOP Ultras, for example, are probably not the lightest mini on the market, but they're not far off. I think they're just under two pounds of the singles. Right. Um, but the fact they carry in a horizontal manner makes them essentially lighter than a B-stick, for yeah. example. Lighter than a Muddy. Lighter than a Novix. Mm -hmm. And I think that's worth mentioning, that uh, because you can stack them horizontal... Yeah. They are designed to stack horizontal with the, the clip system. Um, it, it it carries lighter. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, that goes back to the whole physics aspect of it and things like that. And it's, uh, you know, it's funny that you mention that. First off, backtrack a little bit. In, and I was 100%, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. I've got my XOP Vanish Evo. Mm -hmm. I've got the original mini sticks. 
I could not have been happier. That that setup. You've killed a few things with that. That setup, setup went with me to the bogs yeah, yeah. of Maryland to chase Sika deer in the Blackwater mm -hmm. and perform flawlessly. I've got pictures on my phone of me taking the ratchet off yeah. and the sticks are still sitting there because of the I've fact, seen that video, dude. They just bit so well. Yeah, yeah. but fortunate to take a Sika deer with that guy, yeah. um, and then ran that same setup on the Ohio buck, mm -hmm. and so. You know, I'm thinking this thing is the bee's knees, the cat's meow, like this yeah. is it, man. And then you show up and ruin everything for me by showing me that there's other ways sure. to do things and mixing things and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, you know, now going back to the whole perceived weight of things, mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head. And the funny thing is, is that you saw the reel of me getting down talking about my, we, I got down to Alabama we go out for night one and come back. Uh, we're going to get to you the... Are, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, All right. We're going to get to what maybe opened my, your eyes. My turtle shell. Yes, yes. That's what that's what it was called. Okay. So <laughs> let, let me ask this, because uh, I, I, I look at myself at age, say, 22, 23, right out of college. Like, I didn't have as much disposable income. The Ultra Series sticks are a budget stick. Oh, absolutely. And I, I got to believe... After you really put them through the the week of, of testing, like you'd be like, dude, if you if you don't have the money for the custom gear, that's not a terrible option for somebody. If you don't want to jump into those very high level sticks, the the carbon sticks that are out there, uh, Timber Ninjas, um, I'm drawing a blank on a few other companies. Even Novix. Well, you I, hit the important ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the XOP Ultra Series is something somebody should look at if if they are a budget consumer. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's one of those things where that's that's what's awesome about hunting, right? Growing up, you know, hunting doesn't have to be a rich man's sport. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can scrape together, I mean, you can get an amazing bow package for three hundred fifty bucks, mm -hmm. just like you can get a stellar, I mean, mobile package, mobile for package about for about three fifty. Because yeah. I'm looking at the Evo and I'm looking at the original minis, and mm -hmm. I think that's what they end up at is like. Or you three, pick up a used assault at a garage sale where somebody didn't know what they got. I, I'm I, I get it. Yes, yeah. I, I I'm I'm partial to the brands, some brands, but by all means, I I think the 22 year old. Listen, do what you got to do mm -hmm. to get in the woods. That's the biggest thing. Is we need more people getting outdoors, getting in the woods, and and getting back to our roots. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you are gonna go drop a grand on a mobile setup mm -hmm. and have it completely kitted out for you. Or you're, you know, the 22-year-old or, you know, maybe maybe you've got four kids and money's tight, mm -hmm. and, but you just want to get out there. Mm -hmm. The XOP gear is going to get you out there mm -hmm. and it's going to help you kill those deer. Yeah. yeah. And so, no, I agree 100%. I, okay. think, I think the XOP gear is stellar for anyone not wanting to jump or yeah. maybe they can't jump into that other category. All right, I'm going to force you into something. Do it. If you had like a knock, like if you're like in a pros and cons list on the XOP stuff, uh, the Ultra Series singles. Okay. What's your negative? Because I think that's fair. Every stick has a positive and a negative for the most part. A negative on... The XOP Ultras. Like the, did you find something you're like, ah, I wish... Well, I wish... honestly, my negative has already been addressed. Okay, hit me. I would go with the doubles. 
Okay. The, the mini with the you, doubles. That, that's your system. Okay, yeah. 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 Like, you like a double step. Yeah, I like having the double step because of the fact that then it doesn't matter how my legs are going up, mm-hmm. you know. What um, about uh, stride length? Some people wish it was a touch longer. Well, I, so I will tell you that. This coming year, I am going to get... I'm probably going to get two cable aiders mm-hmm. just to get a little bit higher, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, our buddy, he's all about... You know, oh, you only need to be seven feet off the ground. Mm. Love to death. Yeah. Um, he took a stick away from me. I was sure. like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, 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 no. You only need three. Mm-hmm. So I, comfort-wise, mm. I would like to have one with a cable aider. Yeah. Excuse me. But once again, that's something that's already been addressed. Mm. Um, to, uh, can we get sticks maybe that come pre-made with stealth strips or tape okay, on them, yeah, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Because when you start to, I feel like, stack things... I mean, I feel like I'm nitpicking it. No, no, point, but I asked for the negative. Yeah. And, and yeah, when you stack things horizontally, you're putting tube to tube next to each other. And and the the pull, the pulling out aspect, mm-hmm. I kind of, like, I got to keep it close to me and kind of, like, mm. like, real, real tight, real... Do you, would you get rid of all those clips, do you think? I don't, if there was another way to stack them horizontally, yeah, and yes, ju- and just like, w- would you ever consider taking three sticks or four sticks, putting them all horizontal, and then just taking like a, um, a, a tight strap. strap or a gear tie as your method of attachment because those both those methods are a little easier to quiet than the the what clips are on there. Yeah, that's it's, something because I haven't messed with it. I can't say yay or nay to it, yeah. but it. It seems like it would work, but I mean, I mean, like yeah. this this setup that's behind us, mm-hmm. it could drop on the ground, and the only thing that would make a noise is it actually dropping on the ground. Yeah. The pieces on it right now, because I checked before you came over, the pieces yeah. on it right now are solid. Yeah, I uh, I have messed with the uh, clipping system of the future for XOP. Okay, and uh, it's it's the tits. You, wait, you already. I, that is as much as I'm going to say on the podcast. I'm coming but, over to your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Let me ask this. You got to mess around with a 1.0 and the, the 0.5. Yes. Down there. For reference, I'm buck 80, buck 85, okay. 5, 10, 5, 11 on a good day. Okay. Okay. You <laughs> did your yoga. Your back's a little more farther apart. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah what's yeah. your two cents on those two things? Because you, you literally got to hunt with both. I Speak honestly. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> if I'm speaking honestly, if, if I'm buying... If I'm spending the money and buying a Lone Wolf Custom Gear product, mm-hmm. and I am trying to be as mobile, lightweight, and efficient as possible, and I'm not 6'2", 6'3", 225, mm-hmm. 0.5 all day. And it's a no-brainer for mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm, and I actually posted this after talking with Cody and getting the rundown on the 0.5, the 0.75, and the 1.0, and then testing the 1.0 and the 0.5, and I... I stand by what I said, which is the .5 is for the minimalist. Mm-hmm. The .75 is for the hybrid hunter. Wants a little extra cushion, a little extra, you know, comfort. Mm-hmm. And the 1.0 is for the traditionalist that just wants to shed weight. Yeah. You know, if you're someone... Because if you're coming from an assault or a vanish, you're shaving five pounds on the stand for I mean, a 1.0. No brainer. And it's yeah. the same size. Yeah. But, you know, with me, my whole thing is, like, once again personal experience putting it through the paces when i got into that point five mm-hmm. it took me about a two sits are so you a, a standard or a sitter 
So generally, I will stand. Mm -hmm. Basically, the only time I sit is when I need to kind of stretch my legs out differently, mm -hmm. and then I go right back up into standing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once I flip, the, if I'm standing and the seat's down, mm -hmm. a little tight. Mm -hmm. As soon as I throw that seat up, though, I can lean my butt up against the tree, and I, I mean, I wear a size, what is that, 10, 10 and a half boot. Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, I'm not wearing the big... Uh, rubber boots. What's I your boot? Uh, I'm actually using the uh, crispy. You asked me too fast. Thor's? No, I thought about buying the Thor's. I'm thinking they about it. They look nice. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen some places running some deals on them too. Yeah, only the orange ones. Only. Well, the, I'm fine with orange though. But he, okay. talk to me. Yeah, me and a buddy had this conversation. I was like, dude, they got the Thor's marked down. It was like two seventy five. So like fifty to seventy five dollars. And I found it for two hundred. Okay, hear me out. I I don't want an orange boot like. What if you're hunting off a hiker trail 50 yards? That orange boot, you can see that. Well, listen. First off, love your cheat code with the socks. Second off, oh, sure. you throw your socks over top of it. Your pants. There's come, a lot of orange on your that. Your pants crispy. come down below it. I, are you? I mean, are you tucking your pants into your boot? Listen, <laughs> I I thought about buying them and like spray painting them. Just go straight black. Hey, just I know you got stealth strips at your house. Yeah, just stealth strip your boots. No, I, yeah, I went with uh, uh, some Asulos, uh, uh, mm. Osios. No, great. Once yeah, yeah, again, yeah. great construction. I yeah. mean, you know, I I don't have any ties to boot companies, yeah, but no. from every research, we're both free agents. If anybody's listening, hey, pay attention. Exactly. I mean, you know, I've heard Hoffman. Oh, the Valdres. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Running okay. crispy, Kinetrek, uh, a solo, um, dude. I I went up to the North Face outlet more so for hiking and early season scouting and shed mm -hmm. hunting. I got a pair of waterproof Gore-Tex North Face boots for fifty bucks. Mm. Like fifty it, bucks, yeah. You can take a flyer. On it. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay. like, if these things blow out by the time early season comes around, I still got my money's worth with okay. them. So. There's other options out there. All right, I'm going to pivot back but into the stands. With the stands. Okay, so you were okay with the .5. Not only was I okay with it, I've got, once again, got I got evidence, I got pictures on my phone of me getting into a tree with the .5, and I can almost wrap my hand around the tree that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, so... Like it's the diameter of a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Now, granted, I realized I probably should have two-sticked it because I was mm -hmm. swaying a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but had I had even the 1.0, you don't think it would? I, I don't good. think I would. I think it would have been too much because I would have wanted to stand on the edge of the platform, mm -hmm. which then would have had it yeah. swaying back and forth even a bit more. Of that force plate we were talking about. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, plus, I'm looking right now at the teeth difference. And I think the teeth on now the... my 1.0 is like a Gen One. It is okay because that's why it's it's still got the rubberized. It doesn't have as much of the new tie-offs. It doesn't have the the acceptor for the bow uh, holder. So, yeah, when which was... accessories are is a whole other topic. If we right. want to get into accessories, we totally can because yeah. I was geeking out the entire time. Okay, but uh, let's let, let's put some final final two cents on the point fi uh, five versus the one I'm going to run the .5 this coming year okay. and probably f every year from here on out okay. until something else comes out on the market. Would you ever 
Okay. I steer guys a little bit towards the 1.0. Like, you won't be disappointed if you're a rut hunter. Yeah. A little bit longer sits. Yeah. I was like, you might wish you, you had it. S Especially and, if you're around that six foot mark. Somewhere in there, I start really leaning heavily yeah. on that one. And, and that's something I will agree with you on that. If I get a random guy on Instagram reaching out, or girl mm -hmm. reaching out and saying, hey, getting into mobile hunting, I've got a decent budget to be able to spend, you know, I, I really want something, buy once, cry once kind of thing that mm -hmm. I know is going to be good. I don't have to know anything about them, and I can tell them the 1.0 is exactly where you want to go. Yeah, if you want the Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, I, because the 1.0 is perfect for if you are five, you know, my one cousin is five, eight, maybe buck 40, buck 50, mm -hmm. and then uh, Stash Squatch. Yeah. A little bit bigger guy. Big dude. He's, uh... Zach Robbie. Yeah, yeah. He's two bills. He's yeah. north of two bills. Yeah, he's, he's two bills, and he's six, six, two, six, three, you know? And mm -hmm. both of those people will have an excellent time in the 1.0. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, someone like my brother, who is 6'2", mm -hmm. has a size 11, 12 boot. Yeah. Me knowing him and know how he hunts and whether he stands or sit, he stands more than I do. Mm -hmm. So with him, aside from his boot length, I mean, honestly, based off of his stature, I'm going to steer him towards the .75. Yeah. But I think I could convince him that the .5 would be a good idea as well. Yeah, like I... I, I didn't even like I, I tested a, a round of a point five and and I told Cody I said this isn't for me like really yeah it, it, it was too too small um because I, I always felt like if I went on a bow hunt I'd be like dude I wish I carried three more pounds of, of stand yeah just um well and that's that's a whole nother and I'm really excited about the point seven five I do think that hits a nice little niche well but that's a whole nother topic is are you hunting are you sitting all day in because if you're sitting all day, that's another variable. Yeah. Do you go 0.5? Do you go 1.0? Right. 1.0's got a little bigger seat. You can mm -hmm. get the the thicker seat, too. Yeah. Be a little more relaxed in yeah. there. You had mentioned accessories blew your mind. Oh, dude. Oh. What do you mean by accessories and... and you want to talk... Would you come from that made it blow your mind or what? Well, would you I, like... First off, you know, learn... If I can tell people one thing, it is learn from those in front of you. Learn from those that are already doing what you want to be doing. Guys like you, guys like Jake Lishan, guys like Jake Bush. I When I went to that Mobile Hunter Roadshow, dude, mm -hmm. I was picking apart everything. So my straps on my sticks mm -hmm. are now taped at the button so that they don't ever actually come off. I don't have to worry about losing them as I'm 13 feet up. That was something I got from Jake mm -hmm. Bush, and then come to find out, he reached out to me, and he goes, hey, man, I actually got that from Cody, and so Jake got that from Cody DeQuisto, mm -hmm. and so that was one thing. The bow holder, mm -hmm. the lone wolf bow holder, I thought that was something that I never needed. I honestly, honestly first thought on the lone wolf bow holder, that it's too close to me, I'm going to knock it and budge it, and it's going to completely fall down. Mm. I could not have been farther from the truth. Mm -hmm. It was perfect, had just enough tilt, my bow was rock solid on it, and it was so nice, tight, and compact. It was so easy breezy with it. It saves a step it, every hunt. Yeah, it really does. Now, I will say this. I think 30-ish percent of my hunts, maybe 40, 
let's go 30, 40%, I do end up screwing something into a tree. Mm -hmm. uh, just due to the ambush point and how I think it can play out. Well, you never know what tree you're going to get in mm -hmm. unless you do like some serious some, yeah. previous scouting, things like that. Yeah, so, so I, I will say that... Um, I like it if you do hunt low, it's one less step because sometimes I can stand on the ground or stand on the first stick and wedge that bow in there. Oh, yeah. I don't have to mess with a tow rope now. Right. Um, right. Depending on how high you're getting and yeah. stuff. Um, and So then, you had never ran a, a system with a, a hook or a built-in holder on no, it? No. No, no, no. That was brand new to me. Okay. I, that blew my mind. Okay. Anything else from, from some of the systems that you <laughs> well, had to run? Well, that... That would get us back to uh, Jake Lishan and the turtle shell. Okay, yeah, so turtle shell that's, time, yep. I mean, do we want to dive into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell all right, that story. all right. So now we'll dive into that. So I take the 1.0. I take the 1.0. I take the uh, XOP Ultra Sticks. Mm -hmm. I've got them situated. I didn't know any better, so I was actually running them how I ran my Evo, and the sticks were just laying on the seat, and I had my backpack for those of you that are into into packs i run the um badlands eastern day pack mm -hmm. so it's just like a almost like an edc everyday carry backpack yeah. essentially you know it's do you got, know how many what is it cubic what they measure those in cubic inches well that's why we have the supercomputers. oh we do but while i'm talking um you know so i had everything that i thought i needed for the trip i was mm -hmm. like i'm gonna be good this is gonna be great we we get there and we come out of the woods after night one and uh, we were actually waiting on uh, day six to get out there and Jake's looking at me and he's like, but oh I had my uh, hoodie draped over the back end of it. Okay. He was like, dude, we got to do something with this turtle shell, man. And okay. from then on, that that's what it was. It was the turtle shell. Okay. Um, and basically that night. Once again, that's the clip I think I saw on social yeah. where everything is spread out on the floor and it looks like a lot of reorganization is going on. Uh, reorganization, throwing stuff out that's unnecessary, mm -hmm. um, and just like it. Once again, learn from people in front of you. Jake is a, I would call a, from my point of view, a master minimalist when it comes to hunting. Mm -hmm. This dude doesn't even he he let me use his old fanny pack. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't even use a fanny pack anymore. He has a small pack that has his um, lone wolf uh, wind indicator. Mm -hmm. I think he has a grunt call. And I think he has, like, some dude wipes. And, like, that's it. Yeah, no, well, by no harness probably to hold his binos. I And even that's minimalistic. He's yeah. using just the, the straps. Mm -hmm. Like, I use an actual compact bino harness. Mm -hmm. He's using just straps that kind of go down around his neck and mm -hmm. he's able to kind of move them to the side basically. Okay, so did he convert you to a small fanny pack? I it he opened my eyes to how unnecessary my carry was. Yeah. I had dude wipes. I had a full roll of toilet paper. And uh, I I encourage yeah, all of you to laugh at me in this regard. I had a full roll of toilet paper. I had a full thing of game bags that I bought from okay. uh, some website because I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll go out western hunting, and I just threw it in my pack. Mm. I had rattling antlers. I had multiple knives. I had multiple... Knives are get heavy. Yeah, I had multiple uh, headlamps. I had a tree saw. I had a full water bladder. 
Tree saw's um, not a terrible thing. To have. No, no, but and, full and that, water bladder. Well, fortunately, he let me keep my tree saw. Okay, he, he let me keep my tree saw. But the the short end of it is, I went from a full, and I've got it pulled up right here. I went from a full. It's not going to tell me where is. A cubic inch on that guy. Yeah, it's a nineteen by oh, one thousand forty cubic inches. Okay. To literally a redhead fanny pack with two pockets. Which is maybe, let's call it like 8 to 10 inches across and 6 to 8 inches tall. Yeah. And deep wise, that we're going to give it 4 or 5 Four inches. or 5. I mean, I got that compressed down pretty yeah, heavily. It's, but, oh man, it's, it's, a, it's about the size of 6 12 ounce beer cans. I, I would Five. I would say if you were buying a six pack yeah if you were buying a six if you pack. were buying a six pack of Tall Boys that's about that's the about size. what it is yeah every listener knows what that exactly. is. exactly so um, painting the picture yeah but okay so that's what you've gone to now that is your that's your what setup I, that's what I'm running the only thing that might change is I might find a way to rig up some rattling antlers but even that I don't you like. can only yeah I mean that comes around late October November yeah that's gonna be one two weeks maybe yeah um, okay but even in this fanny pack. I have a dude going back to overpacking. Mm-hmm. I had three bow hangers. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and so in this fanny pack, I still have one bow hanger, a bow rope, I have a beanie, an orange vest, a pair of light, light gloves, thumb and index fingerless gloves, mm-hmm. um, grunt tube, dude wipes. Headlamp, and I think that's it. Okay. And I realized very quickly that I wasn't missing anything. Like, not missing, but missing as in like, oh, I wish I had this. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize I didn't need all of it. And you know what? It sat at camp the entire week, and there was not one instance where I was like, I wish I had X, Y, Z. And you would just uh, strap external clothes on the system if mm. you were maybe hunting in the Midwest where it was touch cold. That's the other awesome thing about it because... And you um, can utilize those pockets in your bibs yeah. or your jackets. First off, Alabama is just as insane as Ohio. It was below freezing in the morning and it was 65 for the evening hunts. Okay, so that is a very wide temperature range. Dude, I was going in in my heavyweight fleece-lined bibs... Yeah. I was walking out with them completely unzipped, had completely stripped down to a t-shirt, mm-hmm. and was still trying not to sweat. And But to what you're saying, because of the fact that it's a fanny pack, I wrap that through, I can tuck and roll an extra jacket and slide that into the pocket, kind of in between the stand and the fanny pack, Okay. and then tighten that down, uh-huh. and it'll just sit right on that seat almost like a canister essentially yeah, because it's a fanny pack it's got the heavy duty waist straps which yeah. you've got run through the uh, holes in the stand yeah yeah and yeah that is that is pretty slick it's on there oh it yeah it's not going anywhere right. i actually I, thinking about it i took my jacket out of it before you got here i should have just left it in there because okay. it was i had it tucked and folded and rolled and it was it was a whole system nice. i'm super happy with that but as as you know we're always evolving. We're always changing. Yeah. May or may not be trying out a saddle next year with the point five. 
Okay. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's all I, I'm saying no, about I, that one. And I think that's a that's <laughs> a good option for the point five. You you get a lot of the best of all worlds with a saddle combo. Yeah. You can hunt forwards, backwards. Uh, you got a point five, so the platform's big enough, but it's stupid light. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Well, that's the that's the thing is when I started doing more research, the point five weight wise was coming in at these other competitors saddle platform saddle platform stand weight, mm -hmm. and I'm like. Why Why only get one if I can have both? I yeah. want my cake and ice cream, too. I think setup alone, being able to put, put a seat down and put something on a seat, like when you're getting dressed in the dark or fumbling with camera gear or, hey, let me set X down on my seat. Yeah. That alone, yeah. I think, would be a lot nicer. I've, I've almost used it like a shelf rather than an actual seat. Yeah, because I've saddle hunted uh, not a ton. I feel Still like, working on it? No, it's not for me. Um, <laughs> See, but I respect that yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know what you like and don't like. Oh, there, dude, there, there's so many times a saddle would not work for the, what, where I, what you're doing. Yeah, I shot that buck low like three years ago, like three foot off the ground, or two years ago. Why would I saddle hunt in this small spindly tree and add? It just wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. It would have added a rope to the middle. Like, yeah, yeah, that I and I find myself enough mirroring that that I'm like, I'll just stand hunt. And I, th I don't know this, but I think I like filming other people from a saddle because I can get a lot of cool camera angles. I've heard of that. But I do think solo filming, unless you practice a little bit, I think there's a, I think the stand is easier to pick up and solo film out of the, the gate, if you will. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot yeah, more yeah. natural to have a camera driving on your right side and shoot the deer as it's straight in front of you versus on a, um, a saddle ambush. You might have to drive the camera on the right side of a tree and shoot and, the deer on the left side of the tree. And, and so, yeah. And I, you're right. Visually, I, I see what you're saying, where if you're just hunting a stand, mm -hmm. you can have Standing your, in a your, stand your is bow a of, yeah. and your camera essentially on the same side. If you're hunting a saddle, mm -hmm. you almost have to split those. Yeah. Your ideal shot out of a saddle is straight left. Yeah. Uh, let's call that your 9 o'clock. Yeah. And your camera arm is, is very much further removed. So you somehow have to get your camera arm around to 12. Around the tree, or maybe you slide it between you and the yeah. tree. I just, I think on a baseline, like I'm going to, as a solo filmer, it might be a touch easier out of a stand. I'm, I'm going to kind of put yeah. that as my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but. Mind you, I don't, I don't film my right. Hunts, there's plenty of guys. That but I see, yeah, yeah, I yeah. see your point of thinking. Yeah. So, so you, you may dabble saddle for 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 next year, having tested a lot of gear in the last uh, later half of the season. Yeah. Well, and what kind of kickstarted that whole thing is one, the saddle industry is exploding. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's absolutely bonkers. Have you bought one? Or are you looking at one? Or what are you going with? Uh, I might be working with a company. Yeah. No, say <laughs> it. I mean. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if we were dropping no, 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 knowledge yeah, yeah. or whatever. I, no, um, I, I, no, so I'm going to work with Latitude straight. Outdoors yeah. next year. Okay, um, out of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, out of Michigan, local guys, they just, they, you know, a lot of people, when they sell you, they sell you on the sale, the mm -hmm. gear, the whatever. My buddy Tubbs wears that saddle. He likes it. Yeah, these so. guys sold me on... Let's grow together, family aspect. They seem like good dudes. They do seem like good guys they from the couple podcasts I've heard. Yeah, they seem like good dudes, and so I'm going to be doing some work with them this upcoming year along with uh, getting some footage and some shots and, and things like that. So as it stands right now, this coming year, I'm going to run the Latitude Method 2 
with mm -hmm. the point five, mm -hmm. and then I gotta give you your XOP Ultras back. So I gotta figure out if I'm gonna run the XOP Ultra Minis, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna do the single stick or the double stick, mm -hmm. or am I gonna splurge and go with the double shorties from Lone Wolf? Okay, so those have your eyes. So now I gotta I gotta figure out this whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. I'll say it again though, the setup that I ran in Alabama was amazing mm -hmm. could not be happier with it okay at this point it's just my curiosity literally killing me oh yeah i think uh, a lot of guys like that you know are, are looking at other gear options and i mean I, dude i'm in the rabbit I, hole i'm changing a system I'm, yeah i'm really going to look at that 0.75 um let's pivot to your ohio buck i think that's that's how we uh, we swapped out batteries we were just going to dive into your ohio buck from this year's story um why don't you paint the picture with any either previous knowledge of this buck and then maybe walk us through a couple moves or however it played out, because I don't know it. Yeah, so fortunately every year um, I've actually got some good deer uh, recently that have been roaming around the property, and you know we had this one that we called the Big Ten. And so I'm like, how original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got one. I'm one of those guys that I I'm all for naming it and stuff like that and and playing that role. Um, but so we knew there was, uh, actually for the first time that I know of, there was betting on our property. Mm -hmm. Like I knew for a fact something was betting on our property, and so I went in. XOP Vanish, right, mm -hmm. with the with the minis, and got what I thought was 70 yards from this bed. Time of year. Uh, it was. Actually, that's why I pulled it up. It was November 6th. Okay. So, sweet November, right? Yeah. You Did you know about said buck, or were you just going I, I to just, hunt because I just it's November knew there 6th, was, you can get your ass in the woods? No, I knew there was a buck in this bed with the right wind, and I thought it was the Big Ten, right? Okay, so I'm going to ask this. You you said generally you, you guys don't hold a lot of betting. Do you guys tend to get some deer that bet on you during the rut? <sighs> TBD or just... It's rarely. Okay. Like I said, our property is 90% set-aside grass, CRP. And it's just along the river... And just up kind of by the road that there is some uh, hillside. And I will tell you, there are two does that have been betting on this hillside for probably five years. Yeah, and at okay. this point, they're just the twins, and that's where they go. And yeah. But big buck-wise, this was the first year I felt confident. Like, Something's I know there. there is something in there. Okay. And I'm going to go get it. Okay. And it was a perfect wind. It was actually, uh, it, was, it was weird. It was like a northeast... Yeah, like a northeast, so it was blowing away. I was coming in, walking in, fully downwind, and I got what I thought was 70 yards from this bedding. Mm -hmm. I don't even have my bow pulled up, and I can hear stuff rustling, which then cut it down even further, and I'm like, I'm like close, like 40, 50 yards. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to be as quiet as possible, and I finally get up and sit down, and things kind of calm down a little bit. And then all at once, I'm hearing these leaves rustle. And so where my stand is, I'm facing the CRP set aside. Behind me is probably 20 to 30 yards of just undergrowth. 
and then the river. Mm -hmm. By this time, it's November, leaves were starting to drop, so you can kind of see through the, the junk. We had a little bit later transition of leaves yeah. this year. Yeah, I agree. I um, remember, I was like, dude, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you're exactly right. And so there were still some leaves, but some were dropping, and everything was turning colors, and I hear stuff crunching, and it's one of those, like... It wasn't one of those squirrels that always get us. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a it like, was a for sure kind of step step with intent weight. That's a four legged critter. Yeah, if it feels a little heavier. Like dude, that's a deer. Yeah, yeah, very very methodical. But all at once, it starts kind of moving like quicker. And sure enough, this deer walks walks probably seventeen yards behind me. Does kind of an S curve. I'm I'm showcasing for you if yeah. if my cup is the stand. Kind of comes around, S-curves back, and he's like hustling. He gets three yards from my stand. Three yards. He's right below me. Yeah. It's the Big Ten. He has half a rack. Ooh! November 6th. Dagger to the heart. I was devastated. And then I heard more footsteps. And sure enough, this Big Ten, mind you, the deer I shot, I'll tell everybody, the deer I shot is a smaller buck than what the Big Ten looks like. And I'll show you pictures after. Okay, I'm but, off the ground. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, so, Keep going. all of a sudden, there's footsteps behind it. And, I mean, it is on this Big Ten's trail, right? Mm -hmm. And so, this Big Ten kind of walks out. And at by the time the Big Ten walks out into the field, he's uh, 15 to 20 yards from me. And this other deer ends up at that same three-yard spot. And I look down, and it's a nine that we've got. It's Heavy horns. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good nine that we've got on camera. Bladedish two on the right. Yeah. Heavy. Very heavy. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, this dude is, like, coming after this deer. Like, without a doubt in my mind, yeah, aside favorite. from actually seeing it happen, this deer that I shot busted the rack off of the Big Ten and was coming for more. He was the ass whipper. Yeah. He's kind of got some beams that, that sweep out a little bit for uh, the left side. Yeah, and so the Big Ten walks out. Um, Heavy, dude. The, this nine, and this is this is after the fact, but I just... Look at how big his neck and chest area look in this dude, particular. Dude, he was ready to go. He was a hammer. He was, he was good to go. Um, he looks like a big, heavy deer. Yeah, and so... I mean, he looks heavier than these couple deer on the wall. I mean... So, size-wise, body-wise, yeah. he's bigger than the one behind us. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt in my mind. Um, Actually, there's... uh, Once again, there's some good footage online, mm -hmm. and I'm showing I'm showing Byron the video right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to get this deer hung up so that I could clean him out. Yeah, I don't get to weigh but, too many deer, but that's a... That's a that's a built individual. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was all snarled up. His glands were black. I mean, you can see it in this video. His glands were black as night. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was looking for some action. And so Big Ten walks out, half rack at this point. Bully Nine just steps out. And by this point, I've got Did my you know bow. About Bully Nine or I knew he was on the property. I had no idea he would act up the way that he acted. I thought I thought we're gonna give this deer so another you, year. You, you had some pictures of the nine. Yeah, we're yeah, I've got bully nine. Yeah, like that. yeah, That's well, a good name. yeah. And so that that was after the fact, obviously for good reasons. Um, but I've got photos of him. But with the other deer on camera, I'm like, uh, you thought the Big Ten was the homebody guy. The, I, I thought the Big Ten was like the man. Yeah, and 
this deer had this 10-pointer running for his life. Well, he snapped his rack. Well, so I'm I'm up in the stand, and I'm getting ready. This deer is just coming out of the underbrush. Okay. And I go to draw, and the 10 looks straight at me. Yeah. And I'm holding, and I'm, hold, I'm like, you know, that mid-draw that's like just taxing on your back? Oh. That's where I'm at. So I finally kind of start to let it down, and... The 10 is so worried about this 9, it completely ignores me, looks down at this 9, lets me draw back completely, and the 10 kind of skirts off a little bit. The 9 starts to go... At the deer. He's not going to follow that same 3-yard trail or whatever. Well, so he, he did, but now they're in the field. Okay. And so he starts to go and follow him. And at this point, you can kind of see here where mm-hmm. I am. He's probably, if I'm looking in the field, he's at my, let's call it 2 o'clock. One, one 2 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got this little window between branches. And I'm like, i got to let this fly. So... 22 yards, pulled it, um, let it fly, smoked him, full pass through. Um, not that it matters, once again, not affiliated with anybody, yeah. but I was shooting an Easton Hex with a uh, Iron Will uh, S-Series, uh, 100 grain. Yeah. And um, I shoot it, full pass through. I can see the arrow. I can put my binos on, see the blood. I'm like, that looks like good blood. Mm-hmm. And he goes crashing back into the underbrush, and I kind of lose sight of him. But mm-hmm. I didn't hear that telltale, that telltale crash. He's down. He's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, um, fast forward to getting down. I'm looking. I think I hit back, but the blood says I hit lung. Like mm-hmm. there's some, there's a little bit of bubbles. Um, there's nothing dark on it. There's no gut matter on it. I'm like, this deer has to be dead. Well, what it was was the angle that I was at, it, I, I did hit back, but he was quartered so, I didn't realize, he was quartered so far away from me, mm-hmm. that shot went through and came out in between his shoulder and his neck. Area. Yeah, collarbone area. True. For, for, for visual aspects. It came out That's as, a good shot. Uh, Whitetail Adrenaline loves the like reverse of that, where they're coming at you, go down the collarbone. That's aggressive. Looking right at you. Well, yeah, but they're hunting on the ground. Oh, dude, I'd shoot that deer all day. Right. I, I just haven't got a chance at sure, a shot sure, like that. It would sure. be an adrenaline rush seeing him walking towards you. But I, I'm looking, and the blood's not all that great. And I realize after the fact that I kind of, where it exited was a little high. Yeah. And it pulled inside, uh-huh. just completely pulled up inside. It got cold. Yeah. So we're walking, we're walking. It's probably two hours, and I mean, just like ticks of blood. How far from shot site? Well, so we're, we're moving super slow. Yeah. Um, by this point, we found where he crashed back into the woods, mm-hmm. found blood, and we were just kind of cruising, cruising. Uh, it had got wet and probably... 200 yards? No. 60? No, we're talking like 70, 80. Okay. And I'm like, dude, I got I we gotta go. Yeah. I'm freezing. My brother's freezing. I and so we went back to the truck, warmed up. I was like, I gotta go check one more time. Well, at the corner of this property is a truck roundabout. Mm-hmm. And this is talking about better to be lucky than good. I'm like, I gotta check and see if he came out of that brush to go on the other property. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I walk up. I got my headlamp on and I'm looking. And I'm looking and I see something and I'm like they don't have a fire ring out here. And I get closer and I get closer, wide of his belly, wide open, right in the lane, crashed on the truck path. 
Oh man. I spoiled. Yeah. I, I will hey, fully admit listen, I we was get spoiled. Un- we get unlucky in hunting all the time. Dude. It, it, your ace kinda <laughs> nice to get a little luck on your side. It we flipped him over, gutted him right there, yeah. pulled the truck almost up to it, threw him into the truck, and away we went. Can't be and right. so blessed, lucky, and dude, as soon as we opened him up, yeah. it was a puddle. Of blood. Okay. That iron wheel did so much internal damage. Yeah, it was, it was in, inside there a good way. Yeah. Or like a long way. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was yeah. insane. Okay. But um yeah, so that was that was my Ohio buck and man but you know, as funny as it is, man, Bully Nine put a beating on the ten. Fortunately I do have pictures of the ten you think he lived? later through the season. I know he lived through gun season, but there's also Another buck still on the property that I know made it through gun season. Okay, this that was deer? this shed was from two years ago. Haven't found his sheds yet from this year. Okay, but we just call him No Name. Just he he, don't he just name. he showed up out of nowhere. Guys, if you I mean you can't see, but this shed I'm not a good 12, scorer. Twelve point frame with a three and a half inch uh, five. Yeah, uh, G two uh, beam. Not the biggest beam in the world on this shed, uh, uh, 18 inches. G2 is uh, probably nine. N- yeah, let's call it nine, and then eight and a half, and then uh, five, and then three and a half to four. Yeah, but he's still and a, a brow of of solid brow, four and a quarter. But he's still a mainframe twelve. Yeah, so and mega, so mega. Yeah, this year he was big, big. That was the number one. The ten was the number two, and this bully nine came out of nowhere and ruined everything for us. But I could not be happier with it, dude. He he. Put That's on, a good buck story, dude. And he put on a show, man. But yeah, uh, assuming this guy stays off the road, that's gonna no name's gonna be number one next year for sure. Yeah, and that's a that's a good fall to look forward to. Oh man, man. I just it, once again I got to get back out and shed hunt at least one more time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to get another walk in myself. But mm-hmm. uh, kind of to wrap this thing up um, through a fun funny series of events. We're going to throw my film launch uh, mid-July at Noctera Brewery. Yeah! Um, I said, hey, is there a place in Grove City that I should do a film launch at? One of the bars that's got a good like viewing area Like, because you're local. He said, actually, maybe where I work is a better environment. So Now, I was going to say, the to paint the picture mm-hmm. of Noctera Brewing mm-hmm. in regards to the craft world, the family motto, the business mantra is beer plus outside equals Noctera. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Noctera has a ski club, a fun run every Thursday, a mountain bike team, a rock climbing team, and then myself and our uh, logistics, other partial sales guy, we both, we both bow hunt. Okay. And so, yeah, when you came to me, I was like, Hang on. I immediately went yeah. to work for you. I yeah, was like, yeah, let me like... let me see what's going on. And actually, our uh, one of the owners of Noctera, she was all for it. She's like, let's do it. Let's set it up. Yeah. And so, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, man. so we're going to do it uh, uh, the third week of July, the third full week, uh, the 21st. It's going to be a Thursday. Palo, Ohio. Um, probably an evening. We haven't set a final time, but it'll be an evening affair. I yeah. think I'm going to buy a keg. So the first hundred plus beers are going to be on on me. That's right. Um, so get there early and be thirsty because that's what we're all about. It's going to be a deer and beer night. Oh yeah. So like I said, I'll probably have a. a la- I've got last year's deer film ready to go. It's uh, let's call it 
I don't know, 15-ish minutes plus or minus. And uh, it, it'll just be, it'll be a good environment. Um, the, the, you know, the squad, Whitetail Experience will be there. May do some go- sort of gear giveaway if I can get some some, some backing there. But yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely plan to buy a, a keg for, for people attending. And I, I think it'll be cool. I, I think it'll be awesome because of the fact that we're going to be able to get like-minded individuals around, you know, we always joke that the biggest liars are fishermen and hunters, yeah, but we'll, we'll yeah. all be able to tell each other tales yeah. and stuff like that. There is nothing better, you know, than a, a thirsty Thursday, uh, kicking off, you know, your weekend vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just, it, it's going to be a great event, especially all the way around. I mean, Noctera inside has a... Yeah, if it they, rains, we're covered. Yeah. If it's 95, we're covered. Yeah. Because we got an inside uh, venue. Yeah, if you yeah. Will. You know, for those of for those of you that don't know, um, once again, Noctera, Beer Plus outside, but Noctera has the largest outdoor patio aside from Land Grant Brewing. Um, it is the old train depot in Powell, so the beer garden's huge. Mm-hmm. Right now, there is seven fire pits in the beer garden okay ray rays is there on thursdays oh so barbecue completely covered okay and huge projector inside this isn't gonna be shot on a tv this is gonna be shot on a big projector okay um and at any given time noctera has 12 to 20 beers on draft right so i promise you we will, you know, I grew up a Coors Light drinker. We will have stuff for you. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, I think that's important. I think through this podcast, the audience is going to get the, the gist. Yeah, yeah. That, hey, there's going to be some light beers. There's going to be some I'm light beers. Like yeah. I said, I'm going to buy a, a keg of something. Uh, but I, I think this will be cool. I've always kind of wanted to do that. And I, I think through the bow hunting universe, we're going to make this happen. Oh, yeah, and and it's going to be a great time. I'm going to do what I can do um, with my connections and see about, you know, maybe some giveaways or raffles as well. Um, You know, I can definitely tell you there's going to be some sort of coffee giveaway. Oh. Um, You know, maybe maybe I can talk to Bear or Trophy Ridge or um, maybe Latitude and see what's going on in that regard. Sure. um, But I think it would be cool. I've talked to a guy out of Marion. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're doing a launch. I'll be there." Yeah, I've got a couple DMs like, "Hey, when's that? When's the film launch?" Gonna yeah, be? plus like Whitetail Experience, we'll roll 10, 10 deep to that thing. By by the time you add some wives in there and and uh, a couple of buddies that bow hunt, but maybe don't um, aren't faces on the Whitetail Experience. But yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, Justin Hollingsworth, he's local to Columbus, up in that area. Probably yeah. probably can count on him stopping by potentially. Um, so yeah, no, yeah. It, it's going to be a great cool. time. It, right. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Like-minded individuals. We're going to tell stories. We're going to lie to each other about yeah. the 240-inch deer that got away. Yeah. And it's going to be it's going to be a great evening for sure. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. I think uh, this is this has been a fun podcast. Come to uh, you know, two guys didn't know each other, and here we literally are. a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BSing in your basement and and looking at gear and deer and. Yeah, I, I I very much don't see this being the last podcast. No, 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 no. We got more to we got more to talk about. That's right. <laughs> well, I, all right, guys. I appreciate you listening. Uh, team Harder and Bucks. We are out. <laughs>